Hello everybody, Matt Russell here. Welcome to Living the Wit Life brought to you by Wit Ministries. You can visit us at walkingintruthministries.org. Wit Ministries is a Christian organization and our desire is to help people to discover the truth that God has spoken over their lives and to give them the tools to live within those truths in every aspect of their life. I'm excited to get to spend this time with you as we look deeper into how we can be living the wit life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Wit Life with Wit Ministries. Uh, my name is Matt Russell, and I am actually the director of Wit Ministries, and I have a couple of amazing stellar guys with me here today. Uh, we're going to discuss uh, today's topic in helping everyone, hopefully blessing them with some knowledge and nuggets and whatever it is that helps you to live a a wit life walking in truth so um today we actually have a pretty fun topic but before i jump into that i'm gonna go and introduce these guys uh i've got jared walkenfus here with us jared is actually uh with us at wit ministries uh but also he has over 20 plus years in ministry and he also works as a public speaker. But the way that I met him is through Freedom Ministry. We actually met serving on a Freedom Ministry event. And really just, we connected and uh, it's probably been uh, 14 years or so. It's been a while, uh, definitely has aged me. Um, but also with us, we have Troy Foster. Troy, um, I've actually known Troy a little bit longer uh, Troy has, he's actually a business owner and entrepreneur, and he's been doing that for over 20 years as well. And he's just got so much depth and very much so in touch with the spiritual and understanding, um, really what God's got for us. So I love having these guys around me because it makes me feel like, um, I'm, I'm in the right group. I'm, I'm surrounding myself with men who are definitely better than me in areas that help me to grow and be better. Uh, but as we're getting started today, we'll hear from them, but I want to uh, just introduce today's topic. We're going to talk about discovering who you are. We're going to uh, dive into that uh, from many different angles, but when you're talking about walking in truth, I think it's really important to know who you are because that truth um, just kind of hovers over you. There's, there's different versions of truth, but we're going we're gonna to discuss that. But for me, my wife and I, just a little background, my wife and I, we had a, uh, a private school at one point that we ran. Uh, and the, the main point as to why we had the school and what we wanted to do with the school was to help young people to discover and then fulfill their God-given talents and gifts. So, um, I really had a lot more to do with the, the upper school, and uh, I took the freshmen and had them take the like the Myers-Briggs or the 16 personalities test to kind of get them started. And then as sophomores, I dug a little bit deeper and I went into, um, actually I probably did this the opposite. I did the 16 personalities as sophomores, but as freshmen, we did the four personalities. You know, people know them as red, blue, green, yellow, or sanguine, melancholy, uh, phlegmatic and, and um, those things. So um, I, I helped them to just get a little bit of hunger and discovering because that's as teenagers, 
that's where they are in life. They want to know who they are. They're, they're trying to discover their identity. And so I was helping them to give them tools to move in that direction. As juniors, we actually went and did the spiritual gifts uh, testing, help them understand maybe the gifts that they have to, to help them as they understand their passions, where that could lead them into ministry. And then as seniors, we dug even deeper and we did the strength finders, which I really enjoy the strength finders. Um, and if you're not familiar, we've got so many different tests that are out there. There's a plethora of uh, different types of tests. Um, but I, I think it's helpful. It is help for, helpful for people to be able to really dig into who they are and um, what they were made to do. So Jared, what do you, why don't you take it and just share with us your view on the personality test and stuff like that? Yeah, Matt, thanks. Uh, I'm glad to be here with you guys. It's uh, definitely an awesome topic. And, um, you know, in my, my years of experience, uh, primarily being in my working career in the sales field and going into different occupations and different businesses in the sales field, it seems like every place I went had me take some type of a personality test. And some of them uh, had me take multiple personality tests. So um, one of the things I discovered is after a while, there's a lot of similarities between the different personality tests. And it's just like anything else, I think um, they can kind of mesh together. And, and if, if you're not actually using that material after a while, I've found businesses and ministries alike, they'll have people take the personality tests, but then they don't maybe do a little bit of follow-up. It's kind of like, uh, you know, you discover some things about yourself and then, okay, let's just shelf that and just go about business as usual after the orientation's over and they don't re-examine and, and um, come back to those um, personality tests and different things. So sometimes you lose the understanding of who you are or who other people are after you've done that. So that's been kind of my experience is they kind of always mesh together and, and um, you know, with, you know, going from different uh, jobs and occupations, sometimes it's, it's a little bit difficult to really hone in and use those things to the, to the maximum. And, but I think they're very important in, in discovering what an individual, um, how they, how they think, how they tick, you know, and working together, especially if you're in a team environment in any way, shape or form, it's, it's hugely important to understand not, not only yourself, but understand the other people that you're, you're working with alongside of, um, uh, the, the Bible says, know those who labor among you, you know, and I think it means more than just knowing their name. I think we need to really understand, um, who it is that we're talking to and who we're, who we're leading, who we're following. And, uh, that's just been my experience. There's been a number of different tests. and quite honestly, I have probably failed miserably at usually utilizing them utilizing the different tests to um, their maximum uh, capacity over the years, um, even if, as I've led people and stuff. So they're, they're good um, and very insightful. And that's just kind of my take on it. it, it they, but they really do need to be used a regular and kind of um, get into the culture of, of a team in order for them to be the maximum, of, have the maximum effect on um on your team as you move forward in your business. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And one of the things I, I think that we could have a tendency with ministry or with business or whatever, we could have a tendency to really use it too much of a crutch. 
and uh, rather than a help, it becomes all we do. And with the whole point, I, I feel, is, is to bring in this individualized view of someone and understand how they tick. But uh, I think that when you lean too much, it becomes more of, well, the test said, well, the test said, well, the, and, and again, you get compartmentalized that way. Uh, what about you, Troy? That's exactly what I think. I think that they're good. It reminds me of, I'm, I like watching movies. And one of the movies that it made me think of was Pirates of the Caribbean. And they always say, keep to the code, keep to the code. And then you get, you know, Barbosa. He goes, it's, it's more of a guideline. And so <laughs> you have this, you have this ebb and flow of, you know, staying between the lines, you know, of the code or, you know, strength finders or whatever they are. And, you know, you can move one way or another. And the scripture that has always been, you know, when I do these tests and talk to people who have done the test and some people are very, you know, dogmatic and very just staunch. And this is what the test said. This is exactly what I am. And if, if we were just to take Moses's life, his life is broke down into three parts, you know, one from 40, he was with Pharaoh from 40 to 80, he was out in the desert. And then from 80 to 120, he was leading the people. Each one of those aspects, if you were to take his life and do those different deals, Moses thought he was the bomb up until he was 40. And then from 40 to 80, he meets God and he's like, I can't talk. I don't even know why are you asking me to lead, do something like this. When 40 years ago, he was like, I'm, I'm it. I'm going to take care of these people so much so that he kills someone. And then you move into, you know, his, uh, later years, 80 to uh, 120, you know, he, I find it funny. He writes cause it's, he wrote the Torah and in there and he goes, Moses was the humblest of his servants. <laughs> he wrote that. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny to me. I don't know. God's pretty funny when he does those type of things. But if, if we were just to go, well, Moses, no, you took the strength finders back in, you know, when you were 35 and it, this was, this was your category. Well, as, as we go through life, we can't do something that's like a, a lot of times people want to go, I've found the answer and then do this blanket statement of, well, everyone should do this because this is the answer for it. No, that was a particular situation that had an extremely complicated algorithm of life that led you to this outcome of this situation that you've chosen to do. And so when we decide, it's, it's kind of like people want to go talk about money. Uh, here's one scripture is, you know, the rich young ruler, he's, he comes to Jesus and says, hey, what must I do to be saved? And Jesus said, well, follow Torah. Well, and the rich young ruler, ruler says, well, I've done that all my life. And he goes, okay, for you, for you, sell all your stuff and follow me. That was an individual deal. And these the, the blanket statement was follow Torah. That, that's going to get you in the, that's the guidelines. That's going to get you, uh, you know, people can't see on podcast. I'm holding up a book, Strength Finders. Um, that, that's the guidelines of, of what we need to do. But then there's this specific individual, you know, we all have a different thumbprint. We all have different irises. Thing that God has created us to do doesn't necessarily need to need to or will follow exactly what some man came up with some 
you know, statistical way of saying that you might be a leader or you might be a encourager or you might be whatever. And so I think they're great to be a jump off point, but I, I think they're devastating in a lot of ways where it allows people to lean on it. Um, and in, in some ways it, it can allow people like if they're a, if they're a starter and not really a finisher, it says, you know, they're good at starting stuff and it can almost give them an out to maybe be a little lazy in their efforts of, of trying to push through being, you know, persevere through so that we would lack nothing. And so I, and I'm not saying everyone's that way that, you know, if you're our starter and you have those struggles of, you know, not pushing it all the way through because you come up with the creative ideas and you do all those things. I, I tend to lean that way. I'm very creative. I like to start things and grow things and do that type of stuff. And I like to delegate out to, you know, the more minutiae things um, as a business grows. I've been doing it for 20 years. Um, and, and, and there's, there's the aspect of that, but there can be that moment of, well, I'm a grower. I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, push it over the finish line when actually God's asking you to persevere some of this stuff and push through. So I, I again, I just don't think that, uh, I really don't like blanket statement ideas. I do like that they are good foundations, good, as Barbosa put it, it's more of a guideline type of thing. And I think that when we look at discovering who we are and starting something that could, uh, one of the things you said, Troy, it, it's a good starting point. It's something to get us going and, and prompt us down this discovery process. I think that's good. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you also brought up a great point on, we tend to lean on, it was the phrase you said, we lean on it too much. And I would take that lean on and actually put a whole nother phrase in there, replace. And we're mm -hmm. leaning on these tests and the results and what they're saying we are and the, the uh, therefore also the people who made the tests and the ones who put forth the the software whatever it is and decided that when you answer this this question this way it leans you one way or the other we're leaning on it but we're really we're replacing god mm -hmm. we're replacing what god said with what gallup said right and when you lean too hard it's like well I, God may, may have me in a specific spot, but this test said, right. I think that's really dangerous. That actually, I mean, to me, that's a form of adultery when you can take it that far and you're leaning and replacing uh, what God said. But I do, I mean, as we're going through, I, I do believe that there's an important part of knowing who you are. Right. There's a lot of positives that come from that. Like, um, I mean, you're kind of touching on this, Jared. Uh, we talked about this before, talking about communication. Um, it's important to know who you are, but it's also important to know who others are because you know how to interact. You know, one, as a message sender, how you, your, your tendencies and how you send the message. But then if you know who the receiver is, you also know their tendencies as to how they listen. And so, um, did you want to add anything to that, Jared? Yeah, that, that's exactly right, uh, Matt. And, um, you know, we were talking about communication the other day and that that's pretty much what we were talking about is in communication and during communication and the communication process there process there are senders and receivers and recognizing your role during that process um can really help you out 
tremendously, whether it's in business, ministry, your marriage, um, recognizing when it's time to shut up and listen to your spouse. <laughs> and I'm sure there's some listeners out there that are like saying, oh, amen. That's right, mister. It's time for you to be quiet. Um, so <laughs> there, <laughs> there's a, a lot of advantages to understanding your role and when you're in that role. And Troy brought something out up. Um, he was given that illustration about Moses's life. I thought that was just so insightful because Moses, he was at a different place in his life. Uh, it was Moses, right? That's yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. He yep. was at a different place in his life and he, he was evolving. And, um, you know, you mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast or the podcast that I've been in ministry over 20 years and I'm not the same person that I was 20 years ago. I remember listening to John Maxwell one day and John Maxwell was approached by someone and said, that said this to him. They said, John, I wish I would have heard you 24 years ago. He said, no, you don't. And they're like, what do you mean? He goes, I listened to me in the tapes that I did 24 years ago and I don't even like them. <laughs> he goes, it changed. He talked about growth. He said there's a lot of people who, who misunderstand um, longevity for growth. And one of the illustrations he used, I never forgot, was there are people who say, well, I've been doing that. I've been in this business for 20 years. I have 20 years of experience. And he said, if you're not growing and developing, you, you may have one year of experience 20 times. That's exactly right. So, right, right. That's exactly so, right. That's where I think it's very important. And to get to your question, man, I know it was a long road to get there, but um, understanding who's on your team and understanding the person that's in front of you and the individuals that are in front of you, whether you're using uh, a filter of a personality test or, or whatever it is, I think it's very important to understand not only who they are now, but if you are growing in a relationship with, with them, who are they now as in five years from now, 10 years from now, and because that could be changing. And if you always see them as a sanguine or you always see them as a purple or a, a, an eye or a, a whatever, whatever thing that you try to pigeonhole them into, you're not allowing them that same opportunity that we allowed Moses to have growth or ourselves to have growth. I don't talk to my daughter, who's now 21 years old, the same way I did when she was two because right. you changed and developed. And, and um, that's just something I think is, is hugely important when we're looking at individuals and the advantage of knowing who we are, the advantage of knowing who the other people are and meeting individuals and being in a relationship with them. I think these personality tests and different things are great, but it is really to the point of discovering who you are. It's a yep. journey. Yep. You're discovering daily. Um, anyway, so thanks. That's a great question. I think can uh, one of the things you, something? oh, please, Troy. It made me think of where Paul talks about contentment and, uh, you know, a lot of people want to talk about contentment being, well, just be content where you're at, you're, you know, whatever you're dealing with, just, just, you know, that's, that's what your life is going to be. And what he is actually talking about is being content to a process because be content when you have a lot of money, be content when you don't have a lot of money, be content in the struggles and be content when the good times what he's saying is you're gonna grow through things you're going through a process to a final outcome which roman 818 is you know all the stuff that we go through the crazy stuff will pale in comparison to the glory that will be revealed in us and so these these 
tests, you know, take them with a grain of salt, but, but know that you're going to grow. You're going to go through this life where you're going to get a curveball and something's going to come up and, you know, your strength finder or your, you know, if you're a, a Labrador or, you know, whatever the test is, or if you're a blue, um, you, you may not be that for that short period of time and you'll evolve into something else. It's like um, anything in, in natural life, uh, you know, caterpillars don't stay caterpillars. They completely become an, a totally different creature. And that's, that's, you know, that's a good picture of what Christianity is, is when we're non-believers, we're a caterpillar, we're kind of ugly and fat and chewing on leaves and very slow. And then we go into this, you know, crazy time that is totally different. We melt and then we come out and we're totally different. We don't eat anymore. We suck on nectar. We don't crawl anymore. We fly. Um, you know, caterpillars can't see very well. Butterflies see really well. And so in, in, this, in this process of finding out who you are, just, you know, I think we've probably beat this horse long enough that, you know, just know that you've got uh, a lot of life that's going to happen, that this is a good guideline. It's a good process to understand who you are, who you are dealing with in those different deals, but also reflect in and ask the Holy Spirit, hey, because it's one of the greatest gifts we got, the spirit of discernment, and that we can just discern, okay, what's, what's next? Are we evolving into a butterfly? Are we evolving into a next part of our life? And so um, when Paul talks about being, you know, content, be content in knowing that, okay, you took the test one time, it's great, um, but you're going to have a process of growth and you're going to become who God created you to be. So it just, when he, when he said that, it made me think of Paul. So there we oh, go. Oh, no, that was great. <clears throat> I think um, uh, you pretty much hit that. I, I think now we can go into the next thing. <laughs> I, I'm with, this was a shock to me just because I was going through a bunch of files and clearing out some things and, and I found a lot of the personality tests that I had given to students in the past and my wife, when we first met, I mean, all kinds of, I was like, well, before we go on a date, you need to take this personality test. I need to know that you have one. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, you guys know my wife and you know how, yes. uh, well, just who she is and, and um, she's phenomenal. But uh, I was looking back at some tests and I found one that I didn't know whose it was. It was from the Myers-Briggs Kiersey temperament test. So it was the ENFJ, INTJ, you know, those kinds of things. So uh, those 16 personalities, I went and it was one that was an introvert and um, some other things that I was pretty similar with this person, but I didn't, I didn't know whose test result this was that I had because it's all on paper, you know, was, I'm old. So it was back when back we did again. it, chiseling into, yeah, rock. Anyway, so I, I, um, I saw it and digging deeper and deeper, my wife came in uh, on lunch break and we were just chatting and then I, I, it hit me. That was the test that I took right at the time that pretty much we met. I am not an introvert. There's not much about, there's not much of an introvert bone in my body. I am definitely outgoing. I am energized by meeting other people, but 
for some strange reason, that point in my life, and I'm sure that when I took the test, it was also a shock to me then, but I completely came out as an introvert, not even right down the middle. It was strong. And I try to, of course, answer as honestly as I can when I'm doing them. And, and I know the way they work. So it's not like I can even rig it, but I was an introvert. But all the rest was, was the same as far as the results showed. But then I think about who my wife is. If my wife were to meet me as this extreme, energized, outgoing extrovert, she would leave the room. I think that's why at that time in my life, I was a lot more inward. I wasn't as you know, flamboyant and out in the middle of the, this big social butterfly flying around and eating everybody they possibly can. I was able to take time to slow down, sit with her to where she wanted to be around me and wasn't completely repelled by me, but also that I could, uh, we could get to know each other. So that was huge. That yeah. was huge. At that time in my life, God needed me to be an introvert for my wife and I in our future. Go ahead, Jared. You were a cute, cuddly caterpillar. <laughs> I mean, Troy, I love that analogy. That was great. I mean, the caterpillar to the butterfly. And, and Matt, I think you're dead on. I know, I mean, just in the time that I've met Michelle and I, I know her, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, if you were how you are today, back then, I don't know if she'd have gave you the time today. And that would have been an extreme misfortune for you, for sure, right? Yeah. Anyone who knows Matt, man, I tell you what, that'd be great. And likewise, uh, with my wife, if, had she met me prior to the transformation that the Holy Spirit has done in my life from the person I used to be to the person I am uh, at the point where I met my wife, um, she would have not wanted to be with me and quite honestly i probably wouldn't even been interested in her if i'd have stayed the way i was but because of god intervening in my life and me allowing that uh process let's use that analogy of the caterpillar to the butterfly right that that process of uh, cocooning and melting and changing and metamorphosis and all that stuff um i i i don't know that i would have been able to find such an amazing um, wife as my, as my wife, you know, I wasn't even looking in the right, same direction. Um, it reminds me of this, Matt, because um, as important as figuring out, you know, who we are as an individual, what happens if you don't understand who you are as an individual, right? That's kind of the segment we're going into next. And what happens is, is this, I mean, Mark Twain said this, he said, the two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day that you find out why. But you may have been born a caterpillar and, you know, moving along, maybe climbing some trees, eating some of the leaves. And uh, just for the record, Troy, I think caterpillars can be cute. So just I know you kind of call <laughs> oh, them absolutely. Ugly. Yeah, they're cuddly. Yeah, Matt, because the fuzzy I, ones, right? The fuzzy ones. But here's a, here's a true story. I had this tree out in the back of my yard in Arizona, and there were these cute black and white looking fuzzy caterpillars, and I thought they were just absolutely adorable. But here was the problem: there was a lot of them. And then they went after this tree in my backyard 
and they started eating, like literally stripping the leaves off of this tree. Totally. And I'm like, hey, you're not so cute anymore. And um, I had to do something to take care of those caterpillars. But my point is they were <laughs> in, in, the, in the illustration of the day you're born and then discovering why. I think about if you are an individual who's walking out this thing called life and you encounter a situation where um, things need to change, um, pretty soon what you realize is that um, there's work to be done. You're in progress. And uh, how important is it to know your identity? Well, I'll give you this example. In the Bible, it tells us this in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation, a new creature, okay? The old things pass away, and behold, things have come, new things come. Um, I mentioned how I used to be, and a lot of times when I'm speaking, I'll share some of the stories of the man I used to be. And quite honestly, sometimes when I'm sharing, I'm thinking, I don't even really recognize that person anymore in me because I'm no longer that caterpillar, so to speak. I'm more of the butterfly flying around. I may not be the best looking butterfly, but I can see a lot better now because of Christ and the Holy Spirit in me. And, uh, but anyway, it's just really hugely important to understand um, there is a process and, uh, you know, back to those personality tests, it might be a piece. It might be a, a, a road marker in the discovery process of who you are, but recognizing who you're not is also hugely important. I'm yeah. not this person, yep. that person anymore. I mean, the butterfly doesn't go, I'm still a caterpillar. A free person doesn't still call himself an inmate, you know, right. I, I'm, I'm out of prison now. Right. So anyway, that's, I just wanted to get us on that journey of, Hey, what do you guys think about, you know, um, if you don't understand who you are as an individual, what, what happens and how does that affect your life and your walk? I think uh, that's great. And that's a beautiful transition. I, I think that for many of us, if you don't know who you are, if you're missing that understanding, because that's a big part, discovering who, the, the knowledge is one thing, but understanding it is a big key too. Well, that void, when that is there, it, I think you can get um, that space filled with lies and mistruths. I think that there's an opportunity for, uh, like for me, I can remember back to fourth grade, I had a fourth grade teacher who took me out of the classroom into the hallway and um, she didn't dig into the reasons or it was just very simple. I turned in something that, yes, I know it was, it was less than good, but she took me out into the hallway, showed me my lack of excellence and then said, you will not become anything flat out and said, you are not bright and you will not become anything and that i mean obviously it stuck with me for a while i mean i've forgiven her and I, i've gone through i understand yes i am <laughs> i am something and it wasn't because i made me anything it's because god made me but um it had nothing to do with that piece of whatever i mean i could tell you it was we we're supposed to color a, i did a poor job of coloring it was fourth grade I mean, come on but <laughs> Uh, I, I didn't do it. I didn't do it to my full potential or even try. I didn't care because I was bored, but that's a whole nother subject. But she spoke that over me. 
and it filled a void that for a long time of my life, I lived believing that I would never amount to anything. I would never become anything. And so it could be environment. It could be someone you look up to. It could be a parent. It could be a sibling. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's, there is an opportunity for the enemy, anyone, but I'm even saying the enemy to be able to speak something that is maybe even partially true, but it's a mistruth into that void. And it can affect you because it stops you in that process of becoming the, the butterflies. We're using that analogy still. Troy, did you want to expand on that? Yeah, I, there's a lot of times when you see people who are burned out is because they followed a mistruth. They, they did something that they weren't created to do. That wasn't their calling or, um, and I'm not, again, it's not a blanket statement, but in a lot of cases, anytime that you find someone who is just burnt out, they were taking on way too much of what they weren't supposed to take on. Um, I can speak from that from uh, my own personal experiences, uh, very much so. Uh, one of the mistruths that I believed was for me to maintain a sense of peace that I would deflect like with friends um, if we were trying to get together and I knew some personalities didn't work out quite just right, one person would want to do something or say something and I know it would offend or bother the other person, I would deflect the, that issue and try to minimize it so that we could all still stay together and have that sense of peace instead of in some cases, this may not be the best, but allowing those people to work out their own issues without me trying to be their savior, air quotes. Um, and so a lot of times um, when we don't understand who we are, we will pick up just because for most people, we're, we want to do something. We want to feel special. We want to feel like we're accomplishing something in life, most people. And if you don't know what you are to pick up and what you are special for, you'll start picking up everything. And, you know, over time, you will get burned out. You will get hurt. And, and it's always because there's a part truth in that. Well, I just want peace. I want everyone to, to get along and, and to, you know, be a bringer of peace and that type of stuff when the actual um, good to great there's some good stuff that, you know, yeah, let's keep peace. But what would have been great is those two people, and this is just an analogy. I don't have anyone in mind, but those two people come together and work on their flaws of character that would cause this dissension. And so, you know, that's what came to my mind when, when you think about understanding who you are and the people around you and, and just knowing um, what, part because if you know if i'm a finger and you know my main purpose in life is to be that finger and i try to be a toe it's it's not going to work out true jared anything to yeah. add to that man that was so good troy um definitely um definitely important understanding you know who you are and, and one of the things that 
I'll just share a little bit about this guy that I used to be who was uh, started drinking alcohol in the seventh grade. Uh, by all the clinical definitions, I guess I would have been considered an alcoholic. And then Christ entered my life. And uh, one of the things that I recognize is the power of a statement that you made just a little while ago, Matt. That's the I am. Um, the power of that statement right there can set you um, into your identity. And my identity now is in, in Christ. And that scripture that I quoted earlier about 2 Corinthians 5.17, I really lean on that because I am in Christ and I am a new creation. I'm a new creature in him. And he has changed me so much. And his word has changed me so much that I no longer act like that person I used to be. And one of the things I like to use as an illustration is this. And um, I know you guys both have children. Many of our listeners have children. And I grew up with uh, six older brothers, seven, seven kids in our family, seven boys. And my mom, she was such a great example of welcoming people in and treating them as their own. And you may have um, heard people say this to, to guests in their home at some times. They'll, they'll say, hey, you're welcome anytime. Okay. Well, let's say that I brought home a friend or your, your children brought home a friend and the, the, your teenage children brought home a friend. You said this to him. He said, hey, you're welcome over anytime. And two weeks later at about three o'clock in the morning, you hear this pounding on your front door. And you're like, who's that? And you go to the front door and you recognize it's, it's your son's buddy. And he's pounding on the door. And he's like, hey, yeah, I, I just couldn't sleep. I'm having problems with my girlfriend relationship. And uh, I mean, you said I was welcome anytime, right? So I'm here, you know. Well, that might be fun and good, but you probably have to process that a little bit. And you know what? When that person came in, they may not feel as comfortable, you know, if they're hungry, just going to your fridge or because you're in somebody else's house. You know how it is when people say, oh, make yourself at home. And, and you just, you know, you know, well, <laughs> when I make myself at home, I get comfortable, man. I mean, that you know, ties come off, other pieces of clothes come off and I'm comfortable. I mean, I'm underwear. I mean, I don't do that at other people's home. Right? You only do that at your home where you're comfortable. So, um, now let's reverse that. Let's say that your son goes away and he's away for a while and he comes, no longer has a key to the house and you replace the hide a key somewhere so he doesn't know how to get in and he's pounding on the door. Well, now he's your son, right? And he's coming and you're like, come on in. He has no problem. You're even saying, hey, go to your bedroom. Go ahead and sleep there. You haven't even renamed the bedroom yet. He hasn't been that long. You haven't you know, made it into a dinner office. And you say, hey, go into your, be your bedroom. We'll talk about this in the morning. And your son, you know, he's going to come in and he's going to walk around because he knows I am his son. I'm his son. I belong here. Well, guys, that's what happened to me when I came to Christ. I no longer started identifying as I am an alcoholic. I am this or that. I am a new creation. I am a child of God. The power of that statement has taken me to this transformational process. I'm so glad you brought up that cocoon and the, 
caterpillar butterfly that wasn't even scripted that's beautiful and we're able to intertwine into everything that's awesome i'm no longer that ugly maybe cute at times caterpillar i'm allowing god to change me and you know what it makes a difference if you are a son or a daughter and how you respond to god and and um i mean that's just so powerful just those two words i am and whatever you follow. So listening to this podcast and you're wondering who you are, I think we're going to head towards that, you know, determining the truth about who you are and discovering who you are, uh, deciphering the truths and the lies and the mistruths and what's truth and who am I really? We're going to be getting into that in the next section. But remember these two words, use the words I am, and then make sure you follow it up with truth. And that'll be very important as you discover who you are and who you're becoming. So anyway, that's my take on it. And uh, Matt, what do you think? It's exactly right that our identity isn't even really in a lot of times society or environment looks at what we do. (laughs) It looks at, you know, um, uh, working in financial services. That's Matt. He works in financial services or, um, working in ministry, that's Matt, he's a director of Walking Truth Ministries, that what you do becomes your identity. And that has nothing to do with it. That has something to do with today. It has something to do with what my activity, but it has nothing to do with who I am. Right. And again, prior to salvation, prior to having a relationship with Jesus Christ, prior to that understanding, I, I really would describe myself as what I did. It was all workspace, every bit of it. Um, I was managing restaurants. I was bartending. I was uh, also, I was a drug addict. I was an alcoholic. I was uh, involved with all kinds of immoral sexual stuff. I mean, there's so many things that I could do, but that was who I was. It was my identity. And I understood once I had that relationship, once I, you know, uh, was saved and became a new being. No, that was bondage. That's not who I am. Mm-hmm. That's not even what I'm about. I'm his. Right. I am a son of the most high God. I am is the one who saved me. I am is more about who I am than I am. Me, and I'm referring to God saying, who should I say sent me? Say, I am. That's what he told him. I am sent you. Just tell him that. That's great. Oh, you started well, that's... walking in truth, Matt, right? You started walking in truth and you were on a pursuit for truth. So exactly. And that's what I wanted to ask. So Troy, yeah. Troy, I wanted to ask because we were all involved with walking in truth ministries and we actually, um, we were able to serve on the very first ever pursuit for truth, men's Woo-hoo. pursuit for truth, which is an event that's designed for men to come no matter where they are in life, no matter yes. where caterpillar, butterfly, Uh, whether they're in the process, no matter what, they have a place to come. And then it's not like men holding hands around a campfire singing Kumbaya. We don't do that. We also don't, um, you know, put men on the spot and throw them right out in the front and say, well, what did you get for number two on the questionnaire? We don't do that either. Uh, The whole thing that we do is um, we try to facilitate having the Holy Spirit really lead us through facilitating for each individual man to have an encounter with God. Yes. 
not not in front of us not that he has to do it right there and like okay it's your turn but no we we send him outside into the wilderness send him out into creation to go have an encounter with the creator so we understand what all that meant and hopefully that helped to kind of shed a little bit of light on uh you as a listener as to what our events are focused on but troy getting back to you with this whole idea of identity um i mean not of course specifics but with the pursuit for truth uh where did all this kind of fit into that um as let me make sure i understand the question correctly so with our identities with the ministry the pursuit of truth ministry Mm -hmm. is that what you're asking well, for the event that we went on, because walking in truth is really trying to help people to get there. But the pers- the men's pursuit for truth okay. event. Yeah. Now that we, you know, as that first event that we all participated and helped lead, um, identity is a big part of it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. When when, uh, you know, the listeners, if they've ever been a part of a a weekend retreat, whatever you want to call it. Um, they know how powerful they can be. And one thing that you, you have to go in one, knowing that there's going to be surprises because the Holy spirit is great at surprises. But two, the other thing you have to be completely 100% you real. You have to sit down and go, okay, I have good things because I tend to lean towards my negative stuff. So I'm going to start off with, I have good things about me. And the Holy Spirit will show you, here's who you are. And then on the opposite side, we have to, you know, better our, you know, if, if you're a liar, stop lying. If you're fornicating, stop fornicating. So we have those bad things that we have to stop. And so you have to sit down and know Okay. One, if you don't know who you are, you need to go, okay, I need to know who I really am. Here's everything laid out before you, Holy Spirit, you know, start scooping poop. Cause that's, I mean, essentially there's going to be a lot of that where you just have to scoop stuff out of the way because you piled on so much stuff to cover up maybe hurts and frustrations and anxieties or whatever the case is you have you have zero clue of who you truly are because you're trying to cover up those hurts because you don't want anyone to get close enough to it that you're vulnerable but in that vulnerability that's where you're going to find out who you really are and with uh, pursuit it blows me away every single time even even as someone who serves and who's been on multiple different ones um, even as serving, I still, God's like, here's one part you didn't see. Here's, here's something about you that you didn't know. And if you can come to these with an open heart, with a, you know, a renewed mind and understand that when you step out into who you truly are, the world looks totally different and the world reacts totally different because we're spiritual beings Um, operating at half power. When Adam and Eve fell, they were at full power. They operated in both realms. We lost half of it. And so when we recognize who our Messiah is, who our Lord is, and 
walk out into what he created us to be, the world truly looks different because we now have authority in both realms and things work different. And so if you don't understand who you truly are in your identity, you're, you're a third power, quarter power. You may be 1%. And you've got an enemy that absolutely vehemently hates you and will do everything they possibly can to cause the worst life that you could possibly have and as much collateral damage along the way, hurting a lot of other people. And if you don't know that your identity in the Messiah has the authority over that, you never win. So these things are extremely important for us to at least consider, at least consider that if you can't make it to something like that, sit down with the Holy Spirit. He, he can meet with you anywhere. It doesn't have to be at a pursuit. It, it, you get leaps and bounds, and the, the scripture of iron sharpening iron is very true. But just at least sit there right now and go, Holy Spirit, please, please start peeling these things back. Show me who I really am. So that's 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 what I think. What do you think, Jared? That's good. Um, I I love that. Um, you're right. Holy Spirit can meet you right where you are today. You don't have to wait. Um, what I've discovered and what I've found is sometimes it takes getting to the right position in order for God to do that major shift in your thought process and in your life and in your identity. And I definitely think that it, it's helpful. In fact, our next Pursuit for Truth is March 4th through the 7th of 2021. And uh, I'd encourage you to go to walkingintruthministries.org and check it out. Look at the upcoming events. Uh, right now we have some early bird specials and things like that. But it's, it is going to be a, a time where you can say, all right, um, maybe you're out there right now and you're saying, you know, I'm not really even sure about who I am. Well, get to a place where there's other people that can maybe help guide us, guide you along to, to discovering who your true identity is. I mean, yeah. Yeah. what do you have, what do you have to lose? You, you really don't have anything to lose other than the opportunity to accelerate the process just a little bit in discovering who you are and helping to weed out some of the lies, those, those mistruths that are behind the I am statements been using in the tape recorder of your mind that have maybe been from like uh, Matt said maybe from some words spoken over you that you took to your heart started believing is I am this I am a loser I am a person that's never going to amount to anything well if you want to change that recording and change that identity of your life to a place where you can find some people who are pursuing truth and walking the journey along with you men and directly to men right now guess what, guys we can't see our own blind spots mm -hmm. we need fellowship with other people to be able right. to point out those blind spots and when we start trying to say things like i am this or that and someone says wait who told you that? that's not necessarily true yep i've gotten to know just a little bit and hey this is who god says you are and i think that's where we're headed next as far as um, our identity. And, and one of the things, and we may not cover everything in this episode, and certainly it's not going to be all encompassing in this uh, podcast today of to discuss 
discovering who you are. We're not going to do it all in one podcast, but I want you to start on that journey. Yeah. And part of it could be coming to uh, the Pursuit for Truth, the Men's for Truth, um, March 4th through the 7th. Uh, they can, you can go in there and get all the information on walkingtruthministries.org. I'd encourage you to check that out. But uh, I want you and I want us to continue to walk in our identities. Christ has said we are and, and really have some impactful I am statements and become that beautiful butterfly. There it is again. There it is. <laughs> We're going to have to make a butterfly shirt or a cartoon shirt or something. Yeah. A butterfly shirt. Yeah. Well, as someone shirts. who has four daughters, I'm sure I have a butterfly shirt somewhere. Uh, yeah, I know I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I do. Well, I want to go ahead and, and uh, wrap this up and, and bring us home. Uh, I want to appreciate, uh, first of all, Thank you guys for listening. And I want to thank Jared and Troy for joining me here, Matt, uh, today thank as we are diving us. into discovering okay. who you are. This was, um, I think, a, a great conversation. I'm looking forward to the future conversations that we have here on this podcast. Um, you know, and I want to challenge you one thing. We're, we're talking about identity. We're talking about, you know, who we are today. Well, think of this. Who in your life are you speaking negative things over maybe you're the one who's who's mm -hmm. saying some of these lies and and um i'm going to challenge you not just to try to discover their truth first of all of course the truth in you and what god has spoken over you but also seeing them for how god made them mm -hmm. and then speak that into their life but i want i want us to take it one step further can you figure out who god is making them to be not just who they are today but if you can try to, to discover and discern God's view, I mean, it's going to definitely take Holy Spirit in this, but trying to see what God is turning them into, speak to their future. Mm -hmm. Speak to who they are becoming and know this, God's speaking the same thing to you. Mm -hmm. God spoke the same thing over Jacob before he wrestled. He told him, this is who you will become even before he was there. Yeah. So I want to challenge all of us to, to speak future, speak life, speak truth, God's truth over each other, but also over ourselves. And uh, just like Jared was talking about it, maybe you don't, you don't have any idea of your identity, no clue, or um, you don't, maybe you're a caterpillar or maybe you don't know. Maybe you don't know if you actually have a relationship with Christ. Well, then I'm going to ask you to also go and just find a church. Find someone and go ask them those questions. Go talk to them about it. Or if you don't feel comfortable doing that, just like Jared said, walkingintruthministries.org. You can reach out to us there. Or you can actually email us at witministries.tx at gmail.com. W-I-T ministries.tx at gmail.com. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at Win Big Financial Group. 
We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for joining us today. You truly are a blessing to us and hopefully this podcast has been a blessing to you today and for the days to come. Um, we, You are the reason why we do this. You're the reason why we have this podcast. You're the reason why we have our ministry. And we want to um, to hear back from you. If you have a question or if you have a, a statement or, uh, or if you just have a topic that you'd like to hear us discuss in the future, if you would just, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. Uh, when you go to walkingintruthministries.org, you can um, sign up for our newsletter. You can drop us, send us an email, uh, phone call, whatever you'd like. But there's also a place where you can put in comments or anything, and you can um, drop us a line there. Uh, also, if you would like to support us uh, financially, you can go to our support page and see other ways that we uh, need some support. Uh, but then also from there, there's a, a spot where you can click a donate button and you can put in whatever amount you would like. And of course, that's fully, um, it's tax deduction for you as we are a nonprofit, but also uh, it is immensely helpful for us and we do appreciate it. Um, so I'd love to see you. I'd love to have you or your church or both involved in our events that we have coming up. But um, even more than that, I hope that this podcast has helped you to live the wit life.